The Bible Study Podcast, episode 399. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Psalms with 64 and 65. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. I find it hard to believe that we're about to hit the 400th episode. Of course, I am still here right in the middle of Psalms, but we're going to tackle two different Psalms today to see if we can speed things up a bit. Both are Psalms of David, and they have a very different tone. So I think they're an interesting combination. Here is Psalm 64. Hear me, my God, as I voice my complaint. Protect my life from the threat of the enemy. Hide me from the conspiracy of the wicked, from the plots of evildoers. They sharpen their tongues like swords and aim cruel words like deadly arrows. They shoot from ambush at the innocent. They shoot suddenly without fear. They encourage each other in evil plans. They talk about hiding their snares. They say, who will see it? They plot injustice and say, we have devised a perfect plan. Surely the human mind and heart are cunning. But God will shoot them with his arrows. They will suddenly be struck down. He will turn their own tongues against them and bring them to ruin. All who see them will shake their heads in scorn. All people will fear. They will proclaim the words of God and ponder what he has done. The righteous will rejoice in the Lord and take refuge in him. All the upright in heart will glory in him. So this is an interesting psalm. He's talking about plans, and in this case, he's talking about evil plans and conspiracies and cruel words. And my first thought, my first reaction was that I don't relate to this, that I don't feel that there are evil people conspiring against me. And that's probably a good thing, although in David's case, there actually were evil people conspiring against him. Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean that people aren't actually out to get you. But the more I thought about it, the more I remembered times when I was being drawn into things that, while at the time I wouldn't have said were evil, I knew were wrong. I think of one time in my childhood where a childhood friend got involved with some other kids in shoplifting. And it took me a while to figure out that even though I knew I wasn't going to do it, that even just going along with it or buying the comic books they stolen was wrong, and that that isn't something I should do. It took me a while to take a stand. I, I say a while. It was probably just a day or so, but I remember how easy it would have been to go with the flow and how hard it was to say, no, I'm not going to do that with you, and I'm not going to support that. And... When it talks about the conspiracy of the wicked and the plots of the evildoers, I thought of those kind of webs of things that are easy to get ensnared in. When it says they encourage other in evil plans, how easy it is to get snared, how easy it is to just do one little thing and find out that now you need to do two and then you need to do a third to cover that up. They talk about hiding their snares, and that's what occurred to me is those things that can catch us. We talked about the old joke about a man who comes to a woman and says, will you sleep with me for a million dollars? And she says, yes. And he says, will you sleep with me for two dollars? And she says, what kind of woman do you think I am? And he says, well, we've already established that. Now we're just negotiating. That sometimes we don't value our integrity. If the person behind the counter gives you the wrong change, do you give it back? Well, what if it was a hundred dollars too much? What if it was a thousand dollars too much? At what point do we give in to that temptation? Do you do it if it's a dollar? Do you do it if it's five cents? 
it's all the same issue, and now we're just negotiating. I also thought about this part here. They sharpened their tongues like swords and aimed cruel words like deadly arrows because there was a time in my life when I was much younger where I wasn't necessarily more sarcastic than I am today, but I took more pleasure in putting people down. And I don't take pleasure in that now. And the reason that I don't is that I've come to understand that cruel words are like deadly arrows, that cruel words can hurt One of the rules that we have in our marriage, as well as one of the rules we had as being a parent, was to try never to say anything in anger that we would regret when we calm down. Even when I'm mad at my kids not to say they're stupid kids. They might be kids that did something stupid, but they're not stupid kids. My wife is not a stupid woman. In fact, she's quite an intelligent woman, and to say so otherwise is cruel and hurtful. And so David looks at all of this, of these webs of lies, these these cruel words, these plans that people are making. And when we talk about plans that people are making, there are two main forces that are pulling at the world, God with his plans, and then all of the other plans that are pulling away from God that are plans of the devil. And that is what David is seeing here. He's seeing all of these people who are trying to pull the world in their direction away from the will of God and says, God will shoot them with his arrows, that God will deal with them. He will turn their own tongues against them. How easy it is when you are the person who is thoughtless in what you say to get yourself in trouble. Remember in James where James says that the tongue can start fires. You can burn yourself with the fire of your tongue. That isn't a difficult thing to do. All who see them will shake their heads in scorn. All people will fear, and they will proclaim the works of God. Basically, he's saying when God gives them their due, then everyone will turn to God. Then everyone will see that their plans were not God's plans, and their plans were not good. Continuing on to Psalm 65, it goes like this. Praise awaits you, our God in Zion. To you our vows will be fulfilled. You who answer prayer, to you all people will come. When we were overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgressions. Blessed are those you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We are filled with the good things of your house, of your holy temple. You answer us with awesome and righteous deeds, God our Savior, the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas, who formed the mountains by your power, having armed yourself with strength, who stilled the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, and the turmoil of the nations. The whole earth is filled with awe at your wonders, where morning dawns, where evening fades, you call forth songs of joy." You care for the land and water it. You enrich it abundantly. The streams of God are filled with water to provide the people with grain. For so you have ordained it. You drench its furrows and level its ridges. You soften it with showers and bless its crops. You crown the year with your bounty, and your carts overflow with abundance. The grasslands of the wilderness overflow. The hills are clothed with gladness. The meadows are covered with flocks, and the valleys are mantled with grain. They shout for joy and sing. And at first, I looked at this set of verses, and I thought, well, this has nothing to do with what David was talking about. But on second thought, 
This is the opposite of Psalm 64, for these are God's plans. God intends to bless. God intends to draw people to him. You who answer prayer to you, all people will come. God intends to forgive us. God desires to forgive us. We are overwhelmed by your sins. You forgave our transgressions. He chooses. He draws. He forgives. He ordains. He sustains. We have these pictures of water watering the crops, of abundance, of bounty, of overflow. These are the plans of God. This is where God is heading. All of those rules that we talk about in the Old Testament, the Ten Commandments and those things that oppose the kinds of things David was seeing in Psalm 64, that oppose lies, that oppose stealing, that oppose all of those things when we pray on the neighbors, when we speak cruel words, he gave us those rules so that we might live better, so that we might have better community, so that we might have better communion with him, so that we might be blessed. These are God's plans. God who formed the mountains by his power, the hope of the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas, God's plans are better. And it's God's plans for our life that we should seek because that is the plan that leads to bounty. That is the plan that leads to gladness. That is the plan that leads to forgiveness And that is the plan that leads to him. With that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. Or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x or on Instagram as well, also Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Feeling stressed? Let's take better care of you. I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.